In Hilcha Shabbos Parakid Pays, the Ramam discusses the details of the last few malachis. The Ramam begins by saying that when it comes to kindling a fire, any amount is chayev, and that's as long as the person needs the ash that it creates. But if he doesn't need it, and he's just doing it in a way of destruction, then he's pataravel asr. If, however, the person is doing it out of revenge or anger, so then he's considered chayev for doing it because it's helping him, and so it's kind of like fixing something for himself. Additionally, if someone likes the candle for light or for the heat, they are also chayev because it's for a purpose. The Ramam continues and says that when it comes to extinguishing a fire, even the smallest size is also chayev. It doesn't make a difference if they're putting out a candle or if they're putting out a coal or wood. If a person extinguishes a glowing piece of metal, though, it's pataravalasar. If, however, the person had a mind to purify the metal, then he's chayev because that's what blacksmiths do. They heat the iron until it glows like a coal and then extinguish it in water to seal it. It's mutter to extinguish a glowing piece of metal in a Rishusar Rabin so people are not injured from it. Conversely, a person who pours oil into a burning lamp is chayef for lighting a fire, and similarly, a person who takes, takes oil from a lamp is chayef for extinguishing. The Ramam continues and says that when a fire breaks out on Shabbos, a person is not allowed to put it out for the sake of not losing money. But if it comes to Sakhans Nefashas, we've already discussed that a person should put it out, and must put it out. When there is no danger to life, it's mutter to construct a barrier using any type of container, whether full or empty, so that a fire shouldn't spread. There's a bunch of details that the Ramam discusses about putting out fires. Let's see how Lachas Dal through Zion. The Ramam continues and says that transferring objects from one domain to another is a malacha, and one is chayv if they do it on Shabbos. Additionally, if someone carries something more than four amis in a Rosh Rabbim, he's chayv. The Ramam continues and says that when transferring an object from one domain to another, there's a bunch of conditions that have to be satisfied in order for a person to be chayv. It has to be a certain shear, a certain amount for each item, which will be discussed in further prakim for each item, what it is. And it has to be from a Rishusa Yachet to Rishusa Rabbim, or vice versa. Additionally, he has to pick it up from one Rishus and place it down in the second Rishus. But if he picked it up but didn't place it down, or he placed it down but didn't pick it up, then he's Pater Avalasar. The same thing is with carrying four Amas and Rishusa Rabbim, that he has to pick it up and carry it for Amas and Rishusa Rabbim, and then put it down. Ram continues and says that someone who throws an item from one Rishus to another, or is Maisha, which means he hands it from one Rishus to another, is a tolda of Haitza. If a person moves an object partially from one Rishus to another Rishus, it's Patra Avalasar. The Ramam continues and says that when a person moves an item in a regular way, in the way that you carry this item, a person's chai for it. It doesn't make a difference if they're carrying it in their wallet, or if they're carrying it inside a bag, whether it's in his right hand or in his left hand. As long as it's the normal way to carry it, the person will be chayev. If, however, the person carried it on the back of their hand, or with his foot, or in his mouth, or in the crook of his arm, in his ear, in all of these kinds of cases where it's not the usual way, it would be pater The same thing would apply with carrying something on one's head. If it's something that typically would be carried like that, then it's chayev. The Ramam continues and says that it's mutter for a person to carry within Rosh Hashanah and within four Amis by four Amis, within that square that he's standing there. And he could do it in the entire square, and we use the arm of that person to measure it, which an arm is a person's arm, arm length. If, however, the person was very short, then we use the average arm length to, to calculate the four amas. And this square generally represents the length of a human body where one extends their hands and feet. If two people were sitting and their four amas were overlapping, they may both bring food and water and share as long as they don't go outside of their four amas. The Ramam continues and says that based on this, it's mutter for a person to pick up an object in Rosh Hashanah and to give it to his friend that's within four Amis. And that person give it to their friend that was within four Amis. And it can keep on going unlimited amount of times. And therefore, an item can travel a great distance and it will be mutter. 
The Ramam continues and says that since technically a person has a square of four cubits or four ames, technically speaking, the diagonal of it is larger and is actually five ames and three fifths. The Ramam concludes and says that based on this, there are three separate measure- measurements. If a person picks up an item in a Shusarabim and he places it down, if between the two places was less than four amas, then it's mutter. If there was more than four amas, but less than five and three-fifths, then it's patarabal asr. If there was five and three-fifths or more, then the person's chayev.